But we're also going to talk about two weird pieces of Fallout news that, yeah. Yeah. All of, some of it isn't all, all that very, all that good either. Yeah, no, some of it's really, really, really <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I, uh, yeah, I, I've really fallen behind on, like, my release schedule with the shows and everything. But I'm laying, mm-hmm. I've started recording... I mean... Uh, three other shows, so that's going well. But I'm also homeless, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your circumstances sort of come first. Yeah, but I don't want to all... talk about them first. <laughs> um, and, and, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, if that's like truly irrelevant to someone, um, you mm-hmm. know, I want to be hitting this Fallout news up front. Okay. Uh, so. But yeah, let's get the bummer out of the way. Um, Chris Avalone has been me too. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really okay. So it's a bummer to me that he um affected so many women, and that they've all had terrible experiences with him. But like something about Chris Avalone just sort of like gave me that vibe anyway. So in a way, like. I kind of felt validated for having those sort of like hesitant um yeah a little bit you know that that sort I, of like hesitation my I felt really bad for my first thought which was like I'm not super surprised um yeah so I mean I'm not super surprised like as a whole because the entire gaming industry is like a new in a, a relatively new industry with a new medium and so a lot of people are going to sort and so like as a result there are a lot of sort of unprofessional things that have happened from the start yeah like it, it kind of reminds me of like the the very early era of like film and that sort of thing like it's sort of breaking into being an actual like professional industry that has like an economy and stuff yeah like has effects on the economy i mean we're also just moving like as a civilization moving into an era where like you know all this stuff was you know would affect men and women would affect men and women differently than it does now you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so these, um, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, like, I really don't want to like camp out on any of the detail and like relish in it or anything. 
but mm-hmm. I, it seems like th- these dates are around 2012, 2014. Yeah. Um, stories that involve him uh, getting women relate like hey. having parties related to the gaming industry getting women drunk singling them out um yeah it's kind of cornering them and like uh you know trying it, to it, do things with them hook yeah. up <laughs> kissing them unprompted undoing their pants um yeah yeah groping a someone in a social circle who was a friend of his then girlfriend who wasn't interested he said he groped yeah. her repeatedly um and something in 2012 2014 2014 sent some kind of unprompted um detailed sexual proposition to a woman who i believe was also in the gaming industry so yeah shades of that john k nastiness where it's like it makes you so sad because it's these, you know, young women who are, you know, have a passion for this medium and this, you mm-hmm. know, art and, and, like some... and feel like they have an in because they know this dude, but it, it just, you know, want to use, use them and move on. Yeah, and like, and like some of these people like looked up to him, you know, because he yeah. wrote the things that they really liked. Yeah. Like, I, I do feel bad for people who, like looked up to him because like you know he wrote the good fallout or he wrote the cool rpgs or something but also like you know they you have to especially when it comes to like video games films uh even books and stuff like you you have to sort of understand that your idols are not immune to being terrible people sometimes like you have to like take them off of that pedestal <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean i i never would have thought chris avalon was incapable of being terrible but it's yeah. um i you know i haven't i was tempted to like go stick my head in in the 4chan septic tank and like see mm-hmm. what was being said probably like a bunch of like he was never good um, but not coming from any kind of like well-meaning place, just it, you know, it's just negativity wherever you can you can put it in that yeah. sphere now. But um, I mean, yeah. there, are, I mean, those those sorts of types, like even a lot of them favor New Vegas, even though they don't understand the yeah. politics of it. Like, yeah, because it's also just so so much more competent is also the thing. Yeah. It's just a better story that isn't hollow because you know, it, because mm-hmm. it was a work of passion. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I I love that they have to cherish this game. That, that you know, they, like the breakout characters from this game are a gay human rights activist and a lesbian outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that, like there's something very precious about like the fact that those two are like the most iconic characters. I think. I, Vegas. Absolutely, and that they are not sexualized at all past being n- normally conventionally attractive and charismatic, um, and you you have no romantic, you have no option to romantically pursue them past mild flirting. Mm-hmm. And you can interpret 
that you hooked up with them if you want, but the game isn't going to indulge you in a weird Bioware Sims woohoo yeah. <laughs> cutscene. Romance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen any of that, like, Dragon Age 3 stuff with a laugh track over it? I've never seen that, no. Oh, it's, it's... Like, I've I've played the Mass Effect games, so I've I've seen the romances, like, front and center, and they, they, they can be kind of corny. It, yeah. And it's... It's just a a weird kind of thing because, like, of course, you know the you know the the one that I honed in on was like Garrus, and that's because he's like the most charismatic character, other than Tally <laughs> or Rex. Um, but like, sometimes like the animations weren't uh, up to par, even if it was just like a a forehead press witcher 3 is like as good as romance or writing or graphics have gotten in video games and it like it is still really weird whenever those models have to kiss um i know i know that there's like discourse about it now like in tumblr half-life fandom but i still have like a soft spot for how they developed like alex and gordon as like two close friends who work together and maybe yeah. there's something more <laughs> i um i see a lot of you know people calling her like the accessible gamer girlfriend and that's totally like there's totally problems with alex um but mm-hmm. i i you know just at the speed i was going like never got the impression that half-life 2 was like assigning me that girlfriend in the way that a lot of people apparently did like she's just like around she Mm -hmm. (laughs) she only seems interested in gordon as like this force of relief like it's not like they talk Mm -hmm. Um, but he's i mean he's going to help them like you know fight against the aliens (laughs) they just just need him to go ape shit (laughs) i'm just saying the romance half-life never comes close to having romance that gets them away yeah um anyway uh, veering back on course, um, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. all that Bioware stuff was on display in Fallout 4, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it like, kind of... it, what? It, yeah, it, it sure was. It was just very clumsy, because, because, especially with how they built up the affinity system to be, like, almost tri- transactional, do it, do something, and points go up. I wonder how I'd feel if the writing was better, because I'm weirdly open to that, because, like, Mm -hmm. I've seen, like, someone drew a comic of, like, them having their climactic feelings talk with Hancock in the Green Sea, and that's really, Mm -hmm. like, weirdly evocative in particular, and not something that you could script, you'd have to just make it a possibility, and I, you know... yeah. This system could be cool. I, I I feel like I could have room for this if the writing was much better. But it it yeah it it's it's mildly eyebrow raising to uh, offensively heinous mm-hmm. is the the range. Yeah, I can accept that. Yeah. Like because um one of the sort of mild criticisms for New Vegas is like the way that they do companions is um or their their sort of affinity quests if you could call them that is like all about them um, <laughs> yeah like 
for Boone, you had to do certain, you had to do certain actions, and those certain actions tallied up to a total of like five out of seven or something. Um, and it and Raul, you had to talk all the way through dialogue chains with like three specific older people in different yeah, communities and old stuff. People. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Arcade, you have to get him to, like, you have to kind of prompt him to slip into alluding to his past enough times by, um, yeah. prompting him with Enclave stimulus. Enclave, or, like, yeah, other sort of technologies and stuff, but, yeah. um, and, like, it can be kind of easy to miss if you're going through Fallout in a not- in a sort of unconventional way. But... Yeah, I, I I have tackled the arcade stuff once. It, it's yeah. really obtuse. I, I also, like, have never really gotten... I, it, it, I, I, I was into this game for, like, five years before I found Raul. Like, I just <laughs> always walked past yeah. his room and it was never an issue. Yeah, so... he can be hard to notice, even if you go through Black Mountain... Like, it's I had to go back and and find him. <laughs> it's just so cool, though, the way that that could never happen in a Bethesda game. He'd have to, he'd, you know, yeah, you could I mean, not leave Black Mountain without Raul if this was a Bethesda game. But, like, yeah, they're comfortable like, hiding entire worlds under rocks and stuff. Like, that, it's yeah, great. Like, I've, I've seen criticism of, like, Bethesda's companions as being basically, like, we're going to need to put a lot of energy into these, what, six, seven companion characters to sort of give you a taste of and like they're gonna give you different perspectives on different factions in the wasteland but they're also like the only ones that get that you know yeah and they, absolutely and and then it, it it's kind of like the... they wanted you to care about these companions I the the way or, that the way that Piper and Hancock have blatantly stepped off of a concept art page and into the game, and no one around them is like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I also I hate Piper's interpretive dance synchronized to the <laughs> line she's saying that she does when you meet her, and she like growls at the. Yeah. It's totally I mean... a mocap actress doing a dance mm-hmm. based on that line a year after it was recorded. <laughs> like it's it's very hard for me to watch. She's yeah, bearing her I mean, giant scary horse teeth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish, I wish that there were more like unique animations throughout. Yeah, but yeah, the Maxin, like having that be the one spot. It's like um... Maxon at one point says "cut off at the source" when he's giving a speech and he just takes his arm he, he has his arms gathered behind his back and he takes them out to do a little chop motion mm-hmm. and and then he just keeps pacing and I, 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 I it was like the second or third time I'd seen that scene that I was like oh this is like a whole like two minutes of motion capture here for him to naturally not be moving and do one gesture and it's actually really nice most of yeah. the time like the the one where Hancock stabs the guy is horrible because he gestures like he's greeting him before he does it, but he's already greeted him, and it's mm-hmm. it's just so video gamey. Um, mm-hmm. And it sort of like clips through the model too. And... Yeah, it, I yeah they they 
Bethesda really, like, Fallout 4 was all about having, like, a small bucket of scenes that people would reliably trip through, and it would feel <laughs> cinematic at the end of it. But mm-hmm. going through it again, it's very difficult to, like, make a cool story out of that game. Um, yeah. I, um, so Piper's actress says uh, she was really shocked when the game came out. I- I've heard this, I haven't, like, read the mm-hmm. primary interview, but I've heard that she said she was shocked by how little of what she recorded was in the game. Which is very intriguing. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised because a lot of things end up like left on the cutting room floor in general. Um, I it for... seems like some real Oblivion violence happened to Fallout Four, though. And unlike Oblivion, we don't have the pre-release material to really verify that outside of the concept art and mm. like a bunch of scattered. He said, she mm-hmm. says. Um, uh, someday we'll have to compile those. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. There, there's, there's like restored cut uh, dialogue and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm autistic. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, so you know, when I'm out in the like, I've worked at a Hot Topic, for instance. I've worked at a Spencer's. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I'm out out in the world, sometimes I will like meet and potentially even like hang out with and befriend mentally disabled people um Mm -hmm. and if i hung out with piper for five minutes i would as she is depicted in fallout 4 i would clock her as having some kind of learning disability frankly like she comes off as she's okay have you when you read those articles she writes they're they're mm-hmm. like she had to write them for her fourth grade you know yeah language arts I, period I remember reading them and being like really disappointed because like the game sort of talks her up as like this intrepid reporter revealing secrets and stuff and it's just like this is an editorial someone wrote yeah they didn't like they didn't like their mayor <laughs> yeah yeah that is that's very that one's very I, they're they're writing has gotten so much worse and when you read it it's very vivid um mm-hmm. uh you know I, I i actually said that thinking about eso but that's not even them but that game also has <laughs> like like um Diveth fear wrote a book called sorcery is not necromancy where it it's just a little persuasive essay by the most ancient powerful <laughs> evil wizard in morrowind mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it, it's just about oh, poppycock. It's just a fucking little persuasive essay for the opinions column. <laughs> it's just like they, the sense of place is so fucking gone. But w- when you give that interview and she write in, she does like a three part uh, article that, where each part is based on your what you said to her mm-hmm. three questions, and it's just separate text documents in your pit boy. And each mm-hmm. one of them is just a three-paragraph essay about the dumbass thing you had to say, because, you know, yeah. they were all, like, one-word prompts. It's so mm-hmm. vividly bad. I think that's also where they... That was the point in the game where they had control-effed uh, he to her, and it sort of should have <laughs> been she, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, where they busted up the pronouns with with a finder place. Um Yeah. Just the, I, th- I, I, a really good game. I think you have to make and actually play for like a year and creatively iterate on before you put it out. Like you have to figure out what does and doesn't work, 
and be mm-hmm. prepared to re-record things or at least rewrite text, but that that like yeah. isn't functional. It's blatantly wrong, but it's just so clear that no one plays these things to enjoy them before they come out. <laughs> if they do, it's in a wistful like it's already shipping and <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're reflecting on what a good job they did. Way, you know. Yeah, it's it, it, they they talk about those like game jam weeks that like mm-hmm. some some of the content from Skyrim was from this game jam week, and it's looking into I think that's what it's called, and it's like we did a week of development where we let people make what they want instead of just keeping them in cages and throwing entire bricks at them while they code. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, that I mean, that the... node is on quite a few neat things in Skyrim, and it's like, what if they had more than seven fucking days of this production to <laughs> to experiment with this vivid world? Yeah, but also, would... also, oh, please go ahead. I mean, yeah, like there's there's something to be said for like you know giving people a little bit more free reign, you know, going and then like going back in and seeing what works and what doesn't and you know um yeah but... absolutely um <laughs> and it also like the fact that new vegas was made on a compressed schedule compared to that is just like that studio's so fucking sick like that they said starfield was internally playable in 2018 <laughs> and there's still God. no screenshots or anything like, I mean, they, they make things very reactively and very quickly, and they want you to think they've been making it for 12 years. <laughs> it's... I mean, playable means that they've they've maybe put down a map, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we ran a, a program and called it Starfield, but then, like, Outer Worlds came out, and, and mm-hmm. like, we remembered that, like, Destiny and like mass effector things we're gonna have to like stand up next to and we just got really anxious about it to get off our <laughs> fucking backs about starfield okay i know we said it was coming before elder scrolls 6 which was mm-hmm. which is a game that is almost 10 years old mm-hmm. um then uh, elder scrolls 5 you know but uh mm-hmm. holy shit the, the studio sick no one there is is both smart and free enough to be making good art. Like, it's yeah. really not possible at that studio to have like, a good end product because of the idiots at the bottom and the idiots at the middle and the idiots at the top and all the restrictions everyone's under. Like, that's why yeah. this game isn't coming together is because they can't make a game. They can't make a, a new IP that isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. And, and... I mean, oh, please. <laughs> I mean, like, there's something about... Bethesda Studios that really makes me nervous because well yeah makes makes me nervous is a good phrase for it because like they have such a huge like um they they have just like complete silence when it comes to um yeah. you know they're a Disney what they're yeah yeah they're they're like, a Nintendo these games come from they. I always said, y'all laughed at me. People were, like, really rude that I was personifying the studio this much. But, like, I always said, this studio has this weird relationship with its fans. It's gonna make Mm -hmm. them... It's gonna really scare them about making new content. And then (laughs) their games are gonna become shit. 
and they're, they we- weirdly have this, like, closed-off Blizzard. Not even Blizzard, mm-hmm. because Blizzard... I mean, Blizzard... Blizzard people, like, they're on Twitter, and you can yeah. you can ask them about, like, the name of Brig- Brigitte's cat, you know? If, they, you, like... <laughs> if you post memes about jacking off to Fallout 76 characters on Reddit, the developers might comment, uh, is something yeah. I've seen. So that's our direct engagement. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, like, fuck. You know, so, there's. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good segue for. They also backported a cash shop into Skyrim and put one into Fallout Four. What? And... Oh yeah, there's. The... I knew about the Skyrim's... cash shop in Fallout Four. I didn't Skyrim know about Special Skyrim. Edition has a creation club as well. What? I know you can pay for mud crabs with monocles. I know. I know this. I'm. Pretty oh much, I, I learned that like five years ago, and it gave me a psychic wound, and I've never seen anyone talk <laughs> about it since then. But I know, I if this is wrong, I, I was thinking I might start using the bad karma sound when I, like, say something fucking stupid, or incorrect, or <laughs> it just needs a statement that needs revisiting. Like in the podcast intro episode, I say, like, there wasn't anything wrong with the master's plan outside of the biology of it. But there's some pretty basic, like, body autonomy issues with what he's doing, with dragging people screaming towards vats. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it was... Even if that option ultimately saved mankind, it's still, like, a wild violation on every level. And I just, like, you know, every time I, like, hear that part, I'm like, ah, this should be a more qualified statement. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so negative negative two karma for pondo Aww. but uh yeah okay. we'll, we'll work it back up <laughs> piper abandons her orphan sister to live in a shanty castle with a maniac and like watch captured drug addicts fight captured death claws yeah it, the the uh, complete abandonment of her orphan child sister in that sketchy ass city she also piper yeah to complete this thought the way that she's like very bombastically loudly like questioning authority in Mm -hmm. in the cushy diamond city but when she goes to good neighbor she's like don't try don't you know watch your pockets around these low lives it 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 fucking sends shivers down my spine. I get such douche chills from her. Like, shut the fuck up, Piper. Are this is like one time we were in Atlanta with a neighbor of mine when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and a a man who had just gotten out of prison asked for change after giving us directions, and um, mm-hmm. she cried for so long that eventually we had to just leave the underground and go home. <sighs> My God. She cried for so long because a black person talked to us. And that's, like, what Piper reminds me of. <laughs> oh, my God. Frankly. Like, yeah. That's so terrible. I'd be so much more relaxed in Good Neighbor than in fucking Diamond City. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just way more my speed, man. Even if it is very lost about what, like... A Hancock coming out and saying, I'm the boss of the anarchists. I'm at the top of their hierarchy. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> you know. it, yeah, it, it's just super... It's like 
super uninformed about, you know, how these ideal ideologies and how how like countercultures and like how all those ragtag misfits like end up in a place like Good Neighbor, you know. Absolutely. Um, in a future episode, I, I talk about Vampire with Angus, and he says that the score for that game was done by someone who had just gotten out of prison. And Ooh. I throw the comparison that, like, nobody who works at Bethesda Softworks has met someone who has ever done a drug. Like, <laughs> they all... I don't know what... They, they have to be the bougiest fucking... I don't know. I, mean, I, I Getting into the personal lives of, like, who the developers are, it always feels, like, super invasive and douchey and, like, 4chan-y to me, but it's also sometimes what they dig up is bit... remarkable with the, with the just douchey, like, teenage stoners that they will that will accidentally get hired to write shit in the industry. <laughs> with Bethesda, yeah. I think it's douchey old centrists who just their games keep returning the paycheck so they will never get fired and they literally have to die before these games can be good yeah or retire um, <laughs> yeah like i mean i look at pete hines and i think uh you, you have like football parties you might even play fantasy football <laughs> he's yeah he i'm not interested in arguing about about silly silly zombies on the internet like that's not i get that's a there there is a valid point in what you're saying and that is the wrong way to be saying it as the pr yeah. for, he has aged like a united states president <laughs> he, he he looks fucking terrible also yeah. um his smile makes him look like the fallout one super mutants with the leather straps <laughs> on their mouth oh my god it's it's kind of hard to not see um, he he like his job is to publicly lie for Bethesda, so I'm comfortable being mean to him, even though he seems like from disposition, like yeah, uh, yeah I don't know, maybe like, kind like of a what? sad guy. That's what the vibe I get from him. <laughs> I don't want to say like defeated. I think he'd take offense at that, but just kind of an internally sad man. Yeah, like the one good thing that Pete Hines has done has said is uh he's he said like fuck nazis and, and you know fuck yeah all those shitheads but also he was nazis, advertising so fuck those guys yeah but he's yeah. advertising the game no that was <laughs> yeah. good i you know if if a company is gonna do lip service pr mm -hmm. murdering nazis is good is is a pretty <laughs> i'm okay you can give me that lip service all day and it won't bother me um yeah, because I know it's bothering someone else, and I think that's just fantastic. But yeah I, yeah, I don't hold that against him, and I would also believe, you know, he can genuinely believe that and still be like a capitalist piece of shit. Yeah, um, like he, he can not believe in anything he's doing and still be a capitalist piece of shit because he's continuing <laughs> to do it. Yeah, like, but, uh... like the the sort of reality of navigating the world or whatever means that you can't. We can't always like cloister ourselves into uh leftist queer hippie spaces forever and so like we have to sort of navigate around so like i've i can't like i i will talk with and hang out with like centristy types so I, long I, as they have like that a sort of 
they have as long as they have like some kind of standard and they're not always just like ragging on like commies or something i'll hang out (laughs) with a redneck until the conversation goes sour like i you know yeah yeah it's like you know and and like if there's ever like an opportunity to like edumacate or you know sort of like convince them that maybe 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 those those darned hippies are onto something you know i'll take it yeah i i i i you know i i find that i kind of get through to people like a lot when i like try to level with someone who's having some kind of reaction uh so to Mm -hmm. speak um anyway uh yeah, so Chris Avalone wrote that he wrote Myron. I'm pretty sure he wrote that really, really fucked up scene where if you have one intelligence, he can drug you and rape you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just really kind of on brand for the kind of creep you are for you to not be aware you're doing it. Yeah. Um, I know he also wrote First Citizen Lynette, who, like, I mean... They, I don't they, know. She's I don't the, know who that is. She's the. <laughs> she is the black woman who is hard to deal with, who runs Vault City, who is very hypocritical. Um, in the uh... Watch Out for Fireballs interview, which is very very old, uh, but um, mm-hmm. I I I think Gary uh, calls her a uh, a masterwork of bitchcraft or something, and he agrees. Um, hmm. but like, there's a, there's like this, that, that, they, they, I, I love that show and they did that interview very early mm-hmm. in, in their run. Um, so, you know, not to stick it to them too hard for that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, there's definitely a, I've always felt like there was a gross misogynistic element to her where mm-hmm. she was, she, she is like the women in Planescape who kind of need to be told how things really are. Mm-hmm. Um, Planescape's also, like, I was in the basement of a filthy, insane asylum in Planescape, and I somehow triggered the aggressive romance flag with uh, the the tiefling lady, and my character, oh, no. like, sexually assaulted her romantically, and then they moved on. And I was like, that was successfully vividly dark i don't think it was at all titillating i I think it was supposed to be titillating and exciting and mysterious but it was like just really dark yeah um i mean they have like a they have like a sexy fight they like fight each other and it's also they're horny it's bad and like this is in an in an asylum so this is like the Fallout 4 romance stuff. This just propped oh. for me in in the dirty basement of a dirty asylum with shrieking maniacs in the distance. Um, it could ha- it could have happened in any of the filthy um, little cramped spaces that that game takes place in. Ah. Uh. Um. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so that's it's, what it it it's like one of it, like that's such a dark story, and then like it <laughs> I feel like it's made even worse by the setting. It, it a little bit heartens me that it it wasn't like intentionally set there, but yeah, oh. <laughs> I no mat like 
it was evoking a, a thing, but it's the sort of thing that no matter how charitably I could have looked at it, mm-hmm. the guy who wanted to beat off to doing a, a sex fight with the naked demon lady could have just mm-hmm. enjoyed the scene on that level, and that's always going to be my rubric for how okay something is. Yeah. You know, can the terrible person that this would be for enjoy it on that level? Yes. Then it's not good enough. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I that's uh yeah, and Avalon kinda gave some weak vague going away type apologies on Twitter and everyone's all the I didn't think it was like that, but yeah, it's he... not my place to say kind of stuff. And it's like I mean, if you're going to respond, I guess that's what you should say, but really like something material should happen, yeah. like to your career. <laughs> yeah, they, he lost everything. Um I mean, all yeah. of his, he, he, he had a, he was just blowing up and becoming a name, like a real name. He, he was, like, mm-hmm. working on Star Wars and stuff, and, uh, yeah, everyone just cut ties with him very quickly. Um, oh. so that's kind of that, uh, he, last I checked on Twitter, he said some other things on Twitter about what had happened, but when I checked, they had been deleted, but mm-hmm. they were, they were limp apologies that dodged stuff. But um, he yeah. left, like, I tried, I really did, I think was the tweet. Mm-hmm. And that's creepy. Yeah, like... <laughs> More I than anything. Was, yeah, I think that was toward, like, an ex-girlfriend or something. It's yes. like, I tried really hard to, you know, make it work, but whatever. You know, it's like... It's not, creepy. Not really worth looking into. Just, sort of, like, leave him out by the curb. <laughs> um so yeah i i um so anyway a lot of the i've recorded up to like episode 12 effectively roughly mm-hmm. you know I don't, i'm not sure how the release schedule is going to go after all this but yeah so mm-hmm. the first chunk of this show was recorded before we knew any of that you know before any of that came out so um you know in the, all these upcoming like 10 episodes when i talk about Avalone, like, you know, he hasn't been disowned, and, like, Wastelanders, like, it's not out and stuff. That's because it was recorded yeah. in very early 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, cause, because, like, reasonably, uh, you've been otherwise preoccupied. You know? uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of it's kind of fine if these projects have to uh, take a back burner. I, I've been really anxious about moving forward on my stuff. Is really like it all sounds so sonically bad. I'm really happy with the shows, but like um, mm-hmm. they they're all pretty sonically rough. I, this is my first time recording with a mic that is over ten dollars, uh, <laughs> and it's. Um, I don't think it sounds much better, but hopefully it'll sound a little better. Um, yeah, so I I don't want to. I still don't want to talk about my circumstances now. I want to talk about the Fallout movie first. All right, that's fine. Fallout, the Fallout movie, Fallout yeah. show. Um, the Fallout show by Amazon. Yeah. Um. Boy. Yay. I mean, I've been. How ironic is it? The yeah. Amazon, the just the company, the, the like this like probably like the 
third closest thing to Vault Tech that exists already. Yeah. Um. It's like, like, kind of thinking about other Amazon productions. There was Good Omens. Uh. Some kind of. I don't watch stuff about honkies. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like, as like as far as I can tell, there's generally not a huge like powered by Amazon like background radiation in uh... the Amazon shows, but I still don't trust it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. It's. I mean, I don't know. Microsoft just put out Outer Worlds, which. Mm-hmm. is a game that, you know, I would say pretty textually supports t- eating Microsoft. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I just don't have any faith that an official Fallout product can be good, period. Yeah. But I think the only way that could happen is for it not to be made internally. Um, so it's being made by the Westworld showrunners. Mm-hmm. Who previously... Bethesda, like, maybe jokingly tweeted, you know, semi-jokingly on Twitter, on on the tweet site. Um, I don't go there. <laughs> yeah. uh, they said, uh, they, like, showed the Institute synth room that, you know, must have cost half a Fallout 4's fucking budget. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's really neat, um, and, and nothing else there is. Um, <laughs> they, com- they, posted a comparison of it to some shot from Westworld, and we're, like, at HBO. Um, mm-hmm. I think they also, like, compared the Game of Thrones dragons to Skyrim, which is, like, I don't think y'all... I don't think you understand. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a stretch, homie. <laughs> but, um, they also sued Warner Brothers for making Westworld mo- mobile, which I'm really bummed I missed, because I really like Fallout Shelter. And I think it's, mm-hmm. like, criminally underbaked, and this looked, like, really baked, and the showrunner wrote for it, where mm-hmm. all of the writing in Fallout Shelter is, like, for children in a really, in a really difficult way. Um, yeah. And they, they made them take it down for being a rip-off, a blatant rip-off of Fallout Shelter, which is apparently mm-hmm. illegal if you have that much money. Like, Bethesda <laughs> does this shit. Like yeah. they made Notch change the name of his uh his scrolls game. Yeah. Just, they... It was just gonna be called Scrolls, homies. You don't own scrolls. Yeah, like there's you know, I'm in general, like as a creator, like I generally do feel sort of like protective IP of IP and I kind of understand that, but in general, like if it's a corporation thing um, or if it's a corporation protecting its assets, it's sort of pulled away from the people who, like, actually drew all the meat. <laughs> but um, yeah, like a like, I kind I kind of wish that art wasn't property, but so long as it is property, I kind of it... appreciate that there are there are protections, of course. They don't really help unless you have money. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I... uh, The... the, I... I I love derivative work. It's all I I do. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I hope everyone steals and ruins everything that I make when I'm gone 
Like, I, you know, yeah. everything I have ever produced, anyone has permission to do whatever the fuck they want with, personally. Yeah. But, um, I, I think that the fucked up thing about the copyright system is when someone walks into it and says, here's the thing, mm-hmm. like, they, yeah. you know, so, so, or stuff like with, with Westworld, it's to like, copyright. Yeah. with Westworld, y'all ripped us off. Did, go mm-hmm. into the copyright court and we say, this is a ripoff. Copyright court says, sure is, you own that this kind of idea and that already sucks that like you can just uh, like i i made it to this one first yeah so i do it um but then when the when when it's with scrolls when it's just well they just might affect us making money and we have so Mm -hmm. much money copyright court and they have so little i mean yeah that's kind of bs it's yeah like fucking destroy intellectual my dad like prosecuted people who like sold cds in parking lots and stuff (sighs) Okay. Fucking yeah. douchey. <laughs> they didn't didn't produce the pro- they're taking the profit. They're offering us the sweat of someone else's brow. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> caring yeah, like... about caring about piracy is the douchiest. Anyway, yeah, that, that's a that's a tang- that's a tangent. Yeah, like my understanding of the Westworld game or whatever was that, um, like it was basically. They reskinned Fallout Shelter, and then like made some changes, but it's probably uh, better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a great time to mention Fallout Shelter Online, which I keep neglecting to do. Oh yeah. Um, this is a a sequel to Fallout to Fallout Shelter that I like early as you know earlier this year when i kind of learned existed i thought we might be getting eventually but we're super duper not did i learn about it yeah i think i just learned about it earlier this year like january Mm -hmm. but um it's been out in china for a while it is strictly concerned with fallout 4 and uh (laughs) it it has like a bunch of nice art for like you know fucking shit kick nothing characters from that game because no one in that game matters um and bethesda's really 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 dedicated to this weird erasure thing but uh they also made all of the old women like young and smooth yeah and thin they aged everyone down or like they completely like recreated um the female church of adam cult leader yeah. Uh, mother is old because in in the game she yeah she looks like an old like dirty scraggly haired like yeah this was uh, developed by a, a chinese studio and yeah. seems to have different sensibilities from fallout shelter um i mean I... it just sounds like they made it into like more of a gotcha game it, because it, it looks cute. It, I, mm-hmm. I, like, really wanted it when I saw it. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there, you know, point, points toward uh, the people who made those cards because, like, Preston Garvey actually looks really good. And, I mean... Like, when it comes to black characters, like, I've seen a lot of people uh, sort of, like, whitewash or lighten skin and stuff like that yeah, sure but i <laughs> i don't know i i think that there's other ways to commission a nice painting of preston garvey 
Yeah. It it seems like this production was like it, it like I've poked around it. I already feel like there's a disgusting Stepford element to Fallout Shelter that like Hey, what if one of these women wasn't hourglass shaped and didn't have big smiling cherry red lips like one of mm-hmm. them? Huh? No, yeah. I can't have that? Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, and so now you can click any dweller and see this like weird render this like weird moving art thing of them and their gear and like all the women are like very pin up. Um Yeah. Yeah, but we're not I'm pretty positive we're not getting this here now and i think actually think that the reason why um mm-hmm. is because this was at the height of their fucking you know mm-hmm. i i i, wa- I want to say coke fueled but i just established their straight edge just their weird insane maniac decisions they were making around this time where this <laughs> this game is just strictly about fallout 4 and it in doing so is just a showcase of how there's nothing in Fallout 4. And yeah. I, I think it it just came out late enough that by the time it would be translated, they calculated, like, this is actually going to be a joke. <laughs> um, although I'm really surprised they would walk away from that mobile money. Because mobile money is fucking serious. There, There's a substantial mm-hmm. amount of people whose only Fallout exposure is shelter. Um, what? Yeah, well, I went. I wore my wore my vault suit to a con. Um, someone t- t- told me she loved that. T- t- never played the other ones, but she loves that mobile game. She plays it all the time, and that was like years after it came out. That's so weird. I I like, like Fallout Shelter more than most people. Um, but mm-hmm. that's that's me. That's me bringing my insane person stuff to it and being comfortable mm-hmm. with it being a, a terrible sandbox that I am I am destroying. Yeah. Like to unironically just enjoy it on the surface. Like I I don't know. It's weird to me that other people like those games at all because I feel like the way that I like them is not because they're an RPG. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's walking it's like a... to me like a weird sandboxy yeah thing where you just bring your own your own ideas to yeah Sh- shelter had just enough like peering into the cracks of fallout and enough mm-hmm. sims freedom to keep me engaged um like a, like yeah. dogs and cats and vaults there's a whole detail that's like really neat to think about that's only in that game yeah and like giving giving the animals to people too is kind of nice yeah, I mean they would. You know, I I would imagine that they wouldn't be stray. Yeah. Although, t- t- I have actually considered like, what if there were? What if cats were like vermin in like a big ass um, Adamowicz style <laughs> vault? You know, with the big ass chambers, mm-hmm. like with the actual interior cities. Like, imagine cats being like rats. They've eaten all the rats, God. and now it's just fucking cats, <laughs> just all the time, just like busting through vents, little little ass cats. Man, they should give Fallout to me. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, speaking of, before this Fallout show comes out, I want everyone to go watch Revelation, because mm-hmm. it won't be better than Revelation. Like, there's <laughs> literally no way. I, I'm so I'm so yeah. in love with it. Uh, Re- and I'm so devastated it didn't work. Yeah, like, Revelation was, like, genuinely, like, 
elicited feeling from me. Did you did you watch that ending we haven't talked about? Yeah, I, I finally watched oh it, my God. And, I, and then I realized, and then I realized, oh, I have watched it. <laughs> but yeah, no. like, but the 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 twist it, with the setting, like, I don't yeah. want to talk about it, but how good was that with the the like establishing shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With the, in the um. The, the 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 enclave TV scene with the guy talking into the microphone, the little mm-hmm. enclave microphone, was yeah. really good. Like it's it's so it, that that was as good as as I need a Fallout show to be, which is really mm-hmm. really really fucking good. Um, yeah. The thing the thing that was striking me was like, oh, this is this is a Fallout project that is showing mm-hmm. up and saying, actually, like fuck fuck all this bullshit that all these mm-hmm. white people wrote in 1996, like. What if Fallout yeah. was good and made sense? <laughs> you know? At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, that's just really bold when... I, I really think that the problem with Fallout, like, specifically 4 and 76, mm-hmm. is, is they got really scared about people calling them on inaccuracies and, like, mm-hmm. inconsistencies, and now they just won't write anything. Yeah. Like... And like there, there's something unfortunate. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've said this before, and like I'll, I'll say it in f- the future episodes that release. But it's like, um, you know, there, there is a little bit of a point to, um, keeping your lore consistent and, and sort of, um, making sure that it's details n- fall into place. But it's not as important satisfying. as like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like not as important as like. Uh, narrative thematics, you know? Deus Ex 1, like, the narrative of it, is not mm-hmm. consistent to itself. Like, poly- like D- J.C. Denton's childhood is, like, his age, like, the-, the details of who he is don't line up in a way that is just, like, mistakes, like they didn't care. And they that entire game apparently takes place in one night, which is wrong. <laughs> but that sh- shit doesn't matter because it's such a good story with such vivid characters and everything works enough mm-hmm. that I don't care about those inconsistencies. I- I'm I'm capable mm-hmm. of just saying, oh, it's fiction, you know? It's fiction. Yeah. We made it yeah. up. So, yeah, like, I- I'm not bothered that there's Jet in the drug vault, really, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it-, it Jet being wiped out in Fallout 2 was already neutered by it being in 3 at all. So... Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care that it's there. I care that the drug vault is fucking atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like like I saw someone complaining about the Fallout TV show like, "Oh, they better they better not make Mr. Handy sentient." And it's like yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm not <laughs> they that's, that's not what we're concerned about. That's not what you should be concerned about. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I'm really not bothered by mm-hmm. them that much. I think they're much better in Fallout. Like, I don't. I think they're in both Fallout One and Two, where you mm-hmm. find them and they're just like, you know, trying to be helpful and they're thrusting metal me, metal tentacle monsters and they, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just hurting you. Like they're this, you know, they really evoke a a a, a kind of horror about consumerism that has been forgotten by Fallout seventy six, where um, one out of every four enemies is a Mr. Handy, and they're just different yeah. themes of Mr. Handys that say different silly things and have different paint. Mm-hmm. 
and they've forgotten that they're scary. Like they've really yeah. forgotten that. Um, yeah, even like they're saying lines about other. Go- it's incredible how seventy six makes robots talking about coming to kill you not scary. By <laughs> I just, like, what's the tone, even? It's always funny and wistful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's about America having blown itself up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, we've never really talked about either, like, we're putting the car, you know, oh, we've been talking for, like, an hour, we should wind down, but, um, <laughs> mole, mole miners are just poor people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're... Yeah. They were the grunts who were stuck in the mines. And and their kids presumably. And yeah. it the way you just wipe them out on mass while they are patrolling the ruins of the neighborhood they used to live in. Mhm. The poor so you're this bougie ass person who went mm-hmm. down in a vault and you come mm-hmm. out and the poor people are still inhabiting the shambles of their homes and you walk in and shoot them for their equipment you're the good guy and the game has no idea that it's done yeah. this it it forgot to give them a reason to 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 kill you other than you know they shoot you on sight you shoot them on sight they yeah. definitely get shot anytime they go near a vault settlement like those those turrets shoot them they know vault dwellers will kill them they're just defending mm-hmm. their own fucking lands they they just can't speak to you and mm-hmm. you can't see their faces, and that's enough. Yeah. Like, you know, they, the ghost people in the uh, New Vegas's Dead Money DLC have basically the same premise. They were construction workers who were sealed into their suits by, um, by the corrosive red cloud. And, you know, they... like... Both both the suits and the red cloud were the fault of the think tank that you meet in Old World Blues. Like Ghost people are and that's that's true. Like they they're that comparison is, is you know it it it, uh, it a better you know, if they yeah. were allowed to talk about New Vegas it would be on purpose, but um mm-hmm. it, like the like the but like the ghost people like one, they hunt and kill and then eat other people and then like, yeah, would... two they like actively like hunt together and they set traps and stuff so it's and they um so it's way more that it's not that you're like invading their territory or like, no, they're, they're they're past being human and you can tell from the way yeah. that they move like that's not a disability they're like fucked up dead space creations now like these things can't yeah these things can't live anymore. I, I don't yeah, like, know. Are... They're not dead, but they're not living, and they never will be again. I could, yeah. Im- like, a, a mole miner could write a fucking song. Mm-hmm. They, they, I have no evidence that they've ever com- committed any kind of torture or cannibalism. They, they're yeah. just, you know, they're just tired and don't speak the same language as me. And you mostly don't even know if they do or don't right because like you just yeah, yeah, can't hear just them grunt. from under the masks presumably that's a, a presumably it's like a new language they've developed like it's fucking stupid but they mm. if i was writing it they'd just be able to speak but it would be difficult um purveyor yeah. murmur like runs a business and schemes and stuff like they're they are entirely sapient beings 
Mm-hmm. They, they're just like not like they're you know they're not beautiful and they can't speak you know they can't clearly communicate with vault dwellers so they're treated like like grumpkins or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. galley <laughs> snasters. <laughs> um, have you seen anglers? Um, no. Have you seen Have you seen Monsters vs. Aliens by DreamWorks? Uh, no. Sorry. There's a There's a There's a fishman in that film that it, they have put as an enemy into Far Harbor in '76, and it looks pretty terrible. <laughs> they're, they're angler fishes, um, like in ocean. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So uh, yeah, so someone had asked me like what what I think the Fallout show is gonna be. I think it's gonna be an original wasteland, um, and probably do some really gross like surface level um kind of recreations of moments from the first and third games specifically. I like mm. I really think that um and. Yeah, I, I I will know really, I will be able to discern very quickly if they're, like, allowed to talk about New Vegas or not. Like, the way <laughs> in 76, they're just, suddenly, Captain Cosmos, mentioned in passing in Fallout, and in, in Mothership Zeta, is, like, worthy of DLCs and stuff for fall, mm-hmm. for 4 and 76. But, um, Ralphie the Robot Fly Far Fly Fast is not worth bringing up as a pre-war property like something's mm-hmm. something's up something's sick they're not allowed to talk about new vegas even though they do there's exceptions mm-hmm. um they, they mentioned mr house in wastelanders they find you know they mm-hmm. eventually got to a point where they talk about liberty prime's dad mm-hmm. um <laughs> who also comes up in fallout 4 yeah that photo of him standing with liberty prime like i i think there was some weird agreed upon thing where he would be the lore link between these projects. Liberty Prime? No, Mr. House. Oh. That he would be this thing that tied to the East Coast through Liberty Prime and that they could pull that they could talk about on the East Coast without having to really fuck with New Vegas lore ever. I could see something like that, yeah. Yeah. It it plays into his lore with with his life preserver thing in seventy six. Like they just say he's building a the, his life preserver thing. <laughs> wow, wow, mystery wow. fucking. It's it, they say nothing. They just they it, it yeah. it's just it's just so that I can't say that it doesn't come up. But mm-hmm. Ralphie the robot would be a thing if they could talk about it. So yeah, yeah. I I either they either this will be under all the weird scrutiny that Bethesda scripts are or mm-hmm. it won't um and yeah. know, that uh yeah if they have complete creative control I don't know what they do I assume they would adapt either to or New Vegas um if, if that I I just kind of that would be what would make sense to do um but it, I it will probably just be an original yeah. scenario probably even one that um 
But, like, it'll probably be set before Fallout 1, or at least before 2, so that they don't have to worry about that shit. Hmm. Um, that's why 76 is that way. Um, (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised if it barely acknowledges Fallout 76. Um. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, there's, like, jokes in Wastelanders about how Zeta isn't really canon anymore. Like... They, <laughs> this this fucking series, like they, the the self awareness with when you screwed up doesn't work when all you do is just just shit the bed with every step you take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like N- none of this is usable. So I don't I don't think it will be Fallout Four based. Someone asked if it would be like thought it would be synth based because of Westworld. I really don't think they will do that. Yeah, I don't think so. I I think, yeah. I think that my money is on it's going to be a new wasteland. Um it'll either be like very it'll either be very spe- a very specific wasteland, like a very distinct part of the United States or it's going to be like um a wasteland that could be copied and pasted anywhere almost anywhere on the map, you know? Well, I think they're going to do something very distinctive as a draw, actually. Like, Appalachia was a big hook. Like, yeah. That 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 like... was a huge reason people were interested in 76. That was, like, one of the... A lot of mm-hmm. people were, like, only interested in it for that reason. Um, and yeah. it, it, it doesn't... It doesn't... You know, spoiler alert, it's the bougiest fucking thing in the world. It doesn't say anything interesting about Appalachia. It's just this very indulgent theme park yeehaw mm-hmm. thing yeah so like oh and there's tomahawks in it and they still don't give native americans lore cool great mm-hmm. so like you know my guess would be you know somewhere distinctive like you know hawaii uh, alaska new That'd orleans be... uh, i could get down with hawaii new orleans would be like i want it so bad but I, I, I don't think Bethesda's that. That that's like setting a game in elsewhere. It would be, it would be strange in a way that they're very uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're, they're not making Elder Scrolls Six because they're trying to figure out how to make it about white people without doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they they, they're really paralyzed by having um, almost exhausted their white people in that setting and and with the. I I think they're really struggling with can we what do we do mm-hmm. we can't we can't just like make it about elves or something gay <laughs> <laughs> like um yeah. I, I, yeah like I mean uh, I wouldn't want to see a Hawaiian setting or a, or a New Orleans setting without like majority black or majority Hawaiian yeah, it's also writers, the thing. You know? Cause yeah, there's like there there's so much uh, in Hawaii that is like we're not entirely getting like there's there's like that. this huge racial we're history. Not getting that, you know. I, yeah. yeah, as you talk about, we're not getting that. Like we're not getting that. What are you talking about? That would that would be way too. That would be way too rich and on point and, like, be way too good of an employment of this <laughs> setting. It's it's gonna be something meme Like, it, it's gotta be yeah. something 
you know, like New York or, or Texas or mm -hmm. something that you can reduce to memes much, you know, very efficiently. Which Hawaii yeah. maybe you kind of could, but the, the 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 Americana they would have to touch on there is all extremely racially charged, and they they mm -hmm. really don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I I would think, and like, you know, because I'm assuming, uh, but since it's true of like literally every other field and every other game company, because like. Bethesda's writing team and probably the show writing team will be so skewed toward the whites like yeah, I'm okay with man. them not touching it <laughs> yeah I mean I also don't I really like want this to be I mean I want you, it to it... be good but I have yeah. so many doubts and so many people you know, also <laughs> don't know what to think. If if it is not in, like, articulately, you know, anti-American exceptionalism thing, then it's mm -hmm. not worth existing. Um, yeah. It, they all they it, might... All, all it really does is, like, reinforce the sort of patriotic... Oorah, cowboy, yeehaw, libertarian, Republicans, or whatever. Yeah, who can like and like that's if they that's all the, that's like actively dangerous at this current point in history. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. So my bets are it's going to be a completely nameless wasteland, maybe about a bar or something. Like that'd be good. You know, um, my my guess is that it's going to be sort of out of out of setting but in setting as sort of like liminal um you know like probably like, somewhere um, in the midwest where... like nuka break stuff is yeah kind of how it just agnostically is inside of fallout but mm -hmm. not really usefully um it, not not geographically lo located by like history or but it's, landmarks it's adjacent or anything. to new vegas but it, it, it it's it's the sort of it's like Weirdly, you could infer things about Nuka Break from New Vegas, but you couldn't infer anything about Fallout from Nuka Break. Like, it, <laughs> it's very vanilla Fallout. Um, yeah. Like, that's basically my expectations for a Fallout setting. I, 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 I disagree, because <laughs> I, I, I feel like people know what Fallout is and will want a hook. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, I, if they do that, I would think that they were going to more directly adapt one of the first games. Like, my guess would be, um, if they wanted a draw, they would probably have, like, a handful of robots. And the draw would be, like, seeing these, uh, you know, these video game robots rendered with CGI or... Uh, like actual professional practical effects. Look, they look exactly as good as they do in '76. Where you're looking at them <laughs> all the time. And it, I, I thought like maybe they'll lean into the aliens and monsters are attacking my place angle, but I mm -hmm. don't think so. I because I think that they're gonna want to lean into to the pathos a bunch. So I, I think it's, I, I, I don't know what to really expect past um not meaningfully expanding the setting and a bunch of uh 
mm-hmm. like fake philosophy that couldn't offend anyone. Yeah. Or never changes. <laughs> yeah. If it is the Westworld people, like I don't think they'll do sense again, but I, I do think it'll just they'll pick a an, a pet issue and, and postulate about it a bunch and then leave. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe they'll unpack ghouls in a way that isn't, you know, incredibly dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, but probably probably not. <sighs> I, I I would love to see like in that show they're not gonna mm-hmm. say ghouls don't need to eat or drink or breathe. That's fucking dumb. They're, they they mm-hmm. so it can't be lore compliant. Is really my hope out of the gate. Like <laughs> this just has to be its own. This can't be beholden because Fallout Four broke it. Mm-hmm. You know nothing. Nothing that claims to be beholden to Fallout lore from this point forward can be a good Fallout thing. It needs to. It needs to be comfortable hitting some reset buttons. Yeah, I mean, I like. I'm. I'm still like on the fence. Like I don't. I don't think it will be good. I think it'll. Yeah. It'll be, you know, as as deep as a pond. But, or a, um, sorry, as as deep as a puddle. That's the, the term. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So, but Clone High's coming back. Hmm? Clone High. <laughs> I fucking love Clone High so much. That'll be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever watched that show? Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the first one. No. No, but I've watched Clone High like. 30 times. I adore Clone <laughs> High. Um, they... One of the... App- apparently there were strikes in India over... Very serious strikes in India over Gandhi's depiction. Um, but I've also mm. heard that, that that is a corporate scapegoat because MTV didn't want to bother with weird cartoon fans, so they just like blamed it on people on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen that take, but... um. They've said that uh, if they were to bring the show back, they would reveal that the clone of Gandhi was actually a clone of Gary Coleman the whole time. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't know. I uh, I uh, fucking adore that show, and mm-hmm. I, I I would. Uh, everything says reboot. I would love a sequel, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's the. Um, kind of basis for the uh, total drama island style yeah yeah which i total, I, I have no drama, affection for yeah I do not like those. total total drama island like sort of came, came out when i was watching like flapjack you know and i was like uh Th- that's like night and day yeah i yeah. fuck that show <laughs> you know what else fuck phineas and ferb <laughs> I'll say it, but uh, so I'm homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had to flee my landlord. He was demanding money from me that I didn't owe him as I was trying to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. he was groping me and asking for sexual favors, and he had, you know, and his boyfriend was like demanding I do drugs with him and putting his hands on me. It was really dark and creepy and dysfunctional. And there was a third man in this home who uh, who screamed, like, every time he slept, just screamed at his demons. And also I caught going in my room at night for mm-hmm. I don't know what reason, but 
nothing good. So nothing I, good. Yeah, I I threw everything in a storage thing, mm-hmm. and I stayed in Airbnbs for a while. I slept outside a couple nights. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm staying with a friend right now. But it's not. I can't stay here forever. But I'm trying to move in with my friend Sarah in mm-hmm. Florida. Um, if if from this point I'm going to be talking about my circumstances so if you're like just here to learn about Fallout things you can safely tune out yeah um but uh she's a high risk person so I'm trying to for COVID so I'm trying mm-hmm. to stay very Isolated quarantined and... um, yeah yeah I my PC is from 2012 um I've mm-hmm. just never had any money um if you you know if if you have anything to spare at all uh you know it it would you know yeah. it will first go towards me being remotely stable and and you know going to move into a stable situation and then will go towards making these shows uh, bigger and better but um yeah yeah i i'm Excited for those new shows. Yeah, I'm gonna start rolling out new shows soon. Remember that cartoon, which is mm-hmm. I, I promised it like when I launched the show. Now I'm like me and Blue were gonna watch all of um, Dilbert, but now we're not gonna watch all of Dilbert. <laughs> um, it got quickly got unsustainable. But I um yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be private Patreon content where we talk about cartoons. A lot of it's uh, eventually going to be me and Sarah, who I am already recording a podcast about She-Ra with. Um, nice. Two episodes at a time. New She-Ra mm-hmm. show is fucking wonderful. Everyone should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising, like, philosophical and science fiction core to that show that mm-hmm. uh, just really speaks to me. Um, and... I'm launching Lore Quest, which is gonna be rather than like breaking down IPs in great detail, is gonna be kind of unpacking IPs in broad strokes and talking about weird trivia with them, mostly on a meta level, mm-hmm. and uh, principally uh, kind of talking about the impetus and legacy of um uh, of our popular culture uh a, a kind of uh thesis for that show is that it instead of having like myths and legends we have you know films and tv shows and comics to pull from as a common thematic vocabulary kind of you know yeah just definitely. uh yeah I, I, I want it to be a show about lore, but in a way that is constantly vividly aware that all this stuff is fake and imperfect and, be, and you know, doesn't mm-hmm. belong to some higher authority. And it's not like a, a Wikipedia page for whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we recorded a first episode about Half-Life. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna do Half-Life 2, which is really imposing but um yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna so those are fright zone and lore quest and i'm gonna upload the first episodes of that on this feed mm-hmm. and then they'll get their own feeds um 
Remember that cartoon? I'll also, I'm sure, eventually publish um, one of those as a sample. But, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that that's gonna be strange stuff, like... We're gonna talk about that Kathy cartoon, for goddamn sure. Um, <laughs> I wanna talk about uh, internet animators and stuff, and, like, food fight. Like, I wanna talk about really weird animated mm-hmm. productions that no one has any reason to talk about anymore. Um, is gonna be the vibe of that show, and that'll be three bucks at my Patreon. Um, nice. So yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm making music. Um, I make mashup music. Um, <laughs> I've started singing in it. Um, I, I, I've, I made an album and a half, and I mm-hmm. put it on hold to make this album about Fallout that's almost done. Um... I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've, like, been pushing some of those tracks on the podcast already, but I'm going to put um, a clip from Radioactive here. I'm really happy with it. Nice. This is based on, uh, this is based on the song These Bones by C.S. song and i really appreciate it you, you've mm-hmm. been into my music in general and that's you know awesome yeah um, i think that they're really cool yeah I, I, and i think I you pull from like really interest like i think you pull from like really good uh samples like i, I really like the the sort of uh mid-atlantic accented like documentary sound bites <laughs> yeah yeah i'm happy with those too um I, uh, yeah, the, the, the Fallout tape is called Signals, um, it's very experimental, really me, mm-hmm. a lot of me swatting around in this kind of distortion-based space looking for Fallout sounds, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Some of the, the, the Butcher Pete thing is already kind of taken off, um, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna start... <laughs> transferring all that stuff to youtube whenever i stop being just a complete piece of shit um but uh yeah all, all that stuff's uh coming down the pipe um mm-hmm. i'm not in an emergency way right now but i'm generally like a, a very poor person um i i typically don't really have enough food um yeah, if if you can donate anything, like even a dollar is substantial to me. Um, you can uh, donate at patreon.com slash lorequest or ko-fi.com slash lorequest. Yeah, 
and Cash App or Venmo Sword Quest. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I take commissions uh, at ko-fi.com slash salamander. I've, I work full-time, but I usually spend the commission money the commission money on like I've been really dipping into the bail funds this past month because that's been uh the cultural landscape. Yeah. But um yeah, that that money that I do or that I uh earn through my art usually doesn't end up just going to me. <laughs> so That's great. I I you know please support Sala. Um I I love your art. It's very Thank provocative. you. I love the way you draw people and and scene, scenes. I, I love mm-hmm. the way you make you make a little scene, li- um, capture a mood. Yeah. Uh, what was that Ko-Fi again? Ko-Fi dot com slash salamander. Oh, good for you. The animal. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Do that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably forgetting something, but um going an hour and a half i think i think we're done here cap cap for your thoughts oh man i had a good one the other day um but i just uh fallout 76 had a free weekend recently and i ended up playing it for a little bit and i ended up stumbling into the overseer's castle (laughs) at like level 12 and her her house yeah i mean it it looked like a castle to me to me like it's it doesn't look like an actual castle but it was like one of those you know it I had know every I know what you're talking about i i know she has like a suburban house with davenport in the basement yeah i mean that's wh- that's where i went um okay. i i i've just been calling it a castle because it's had like it has all it's the big. amenities yeah, yeah i mean it, it it's a fortified position yeah so, you know, I I ended up going there and meeting her uh when my character was like level 10. And um if your character is level 10 and hasn't completed all of the um Flatwoods uh beginner quests, she basically berates you for sleep one uh sleeping in and then two like not pulling your own weight in conquering the, the wasteland. <laughs> the gating and context in this game in general is fucking incredible. Like, you have yeah. to go do a bunch of work for the settlers and overseer to become a raider. Um, yeah. You have to pass, like... Uh, you have to pass, like, six m- big multiple-choice questions perfectly... And do a bunch of world achievements, like kill specific animals with a crossbow, God. and shit like that, to to unlock the ability to use background skins you bought with money. And not to unlock the backpack, just to unlock the ability to use the skins you bought with money. <laughs> it's incredible! Yeah. Like, it, it is hours. It is hours of effort you have to do, and none of it is fun. And it is all yeah. like take photos. Just you know, it's the fucking backwards assist shit. Yeah, it's like the the game. Like I knew, I understood what the game was telling me, which is basically that the overseer's uh, quests 
were only for people who were level 20. But the way that they decided to do it and just, like, you know, kick the kick the dog on the way out as well Whatever. because, like, you, were a, you didn't join day 176. It's like, thanks for this, I guess. Whatever. Is she supposed to be, like... Uh, oh, Someone I don't you look know. up to? <laughs> yeah, the, the way that the UI does that... You, you know the thing... Did it do the thing where the the little Vault Boy animation happens? Mm -hmm. Where it shows him like discovering the Overseer and being just so happy? And you have to watch that mm -hmm. loop three times? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh my god, what the fuck? She's evil. She's a monster. I hate her. I want to I <laughs> kill her so bad. I f the game... <laughs> Hours into working with her gave me the option to say, no, I don't want to help you make a new currency backed by gold. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Um, just... I did eventually get the option to not be a massive patriot, uh, <laughs> which, like, the, the game, the, her whole wrinkle is like, the game assumes you think might think vaults are good and you always have a dialogue option for that. Because mm -hmm. the game assumes you're eight. <laughs> um, but fuck. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, like the overseer just like was two inches away from telling my character that she should pull herself up by her bootstraps. <laughs> like that's that's the kind of talk that I had gotten. Is just. Yeah, I would see the occasional MAGA camps, and um, the they just did this weird communism update mm -hmm. for the store, and there yeah. was a free communist icon and some cheap communist stuff, and mm -hmm. now it's amazing. Like, there, there was already a bunch of people using the Pride stuff, but there was now there's just this wave, there's just aggressive communist imagery around all the player camps. It's really funny. Just, That's like, good. it's just tonally very, like, what is this? The um the communist collectron station says something about how if you use it wrong you'll be sent to a camp. So like Christ. <laughs> very, very funny. The the very cutting political commentary. Um Yeah, no, it actually goes a bit into like weird Chinese the glory of the worker stuff mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't serve anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't. I mean, they can't. They can't serve it. Like they can't do that. Um, yeah, they can't do it entirely, but they are doing it on the level that you could mm -hmm. laugh at it. You know, yeah. on the on the level that's just like, just kind of gesticulating. It's not saying anything. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I, I I've been really stressed out by the prospect of editing all these episodes, but I'm gonna go ahead and just start shoving them out, and mm -hmm. eventually I'll, I will just make myself go back and do a, 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 a not homeless pass when I'm not homeless. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I when I can bring myself to spend three hours editing one hour of myself talking <laughs> at, at eight kilobytes per second. Yeah, this, this thing runs Audacity processes slowly, so it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. So that that's the update. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. <laughs>
th thank you for listening. We love you. Very much. Honestly, if you listen this far, thank you. Have a good night. Many blessings. If you're passionate about Fallout or another RPG and you'd like to talk about it on the show, shoot me an email at looksbadtodd at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show and you'd like to see it continue and improve, and if you'd like to see more shows from me, uh, please consider donating at Patreon or Ko-Fi at LoreQuest or on Cash App or Venmo at SwordQuest. If you can spare $3, that's awesome. I make mashup witch pop music at soundcloud.com slash swordquest. It'd mean a lot to me if you checked it out. The podcast theme is Monsters Nearby by High on Case. You can find more of their music at case.dog. Yeah, um, hey, I made it to Florida. I wanted... <laughs> I wanted to uh, publish all that before I left, but I was not able to. But I, I made it, and I'm homed, and me and my roommate are both going to start wor working full-time. Uh, me on this and my music. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's where I'm at, uh, and I'm, like, a hundred short on rent. Um, if you can't help financially, then you can, you know, show the show to Fallout fans you think might like it or spread the music or uh which you can you have permission to use uh in any context without crediting me even but you should um uh but you could uh if you can come on the show send an email to looksbadtodd at gmail.com just if you have any pet subject to talk about uh whatsoever related to Fallout um I, it it would be a help to me for you to reach out and and uh, try to record. So if you're interested in doing that, uh, you you should go for it soon. Um, thanks for listening. Number seven. Strive constantly for spiritual growth. We, as individuals, can push the world along toward mankind's highest destiny if each of us will make the welfare of his fellow man his first concern, and if each of us will apply the principles of God's truth to our political and economic affairs. <laughs>